Hey, and welcome to the Healthier You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and I'm a women's health coach. Each week, we delve into all things health and wellness, whether that be nutrition, hormones, periods, stress management, personal growth, and everything in between. It's my mission to guide you into being the CEO of your own body and life by understanding how to support your health and your hormones so that you can leave feeling lit up, tuned in, and turned on by your life. I am so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Healthier You. So today we're going to be talking about why your health is your best asset as a female leader. And first of all, I want to go into this idea of female leadership and what that means. I think a lot of people feel like this term doesn't apply to them because maybe they're not in a leadership role at work or they're not managing a team or whatever else. But I really want to, first of all, encourage you to think of yourself as a leader because no matter who you are, no matter what you do for work, no matter what situation you're in, there are people in your life that are looking up to you. If you're a mum, you're 100% being looked up to as a leader because your children are literally seeing you as a role model and probably imitating absolutely everything you do, including the way that you talk to yourself, how you show up for yourself, how you eat, your relationship with food, all of these things. This makes you a leader 1 billion percent. If you are a big sister or if you work in a team at work, if there are people who are potentially being influenced by your energy, you are still a leader because there are people watching you and there are people who are going to be influenced by what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're showing up to yourself and even if all of that is not true and you don't have any of those things, you sit at home, you work by yourself, you're still the leader of your own life, you're still leading yourself and so I think a really helpful mindset shift for everyone really is to start considering themselves the leader and I know it feels quite cheesy to be like you're the main character of your own life but I think we forget that sometimes I think we forget that we are the main characters in our own story and if we don't act like leaders we're literally going to let life pass us by and so sometimes you have to really check in with yourself and ask am I being really reactive in life right now am I just going through the motions on autopilot kind of like drifting through my days drifting through my life or am I taking really intentional action towards where I want to be and you've probably heard me before speak a little bit around you can either be really reactive around food or you can be proactive around food and essentially what that means is if you're being reactive every decision that you make around food is as a result of something right so either I let myself get too hungry and now I'm eating whatever I can find or I'm eating as a response to an emotion, or I'm eating as a response to feeling tired, but it's a reactive decision. It's not something that you really set out to do. You're not being intentional about it, but you're being really, really reactive. Or you can have a really proactive relationship with food, and sometimes it's a little bit of both, right? And a little bit of reactivity is kind of normal because such is life and we're actually, we're just humans. We're not going to get it right all the time. But being really proactive around food is like being really intentional, right? Making decisions that we know are going to feel good for us. Looking at our plates and asking, am I actually going to feel satisfied? Is there enough 
on this plate? Am I fueling myself enough? Have I got enough of the nutrients that I need to feel good? Is there enough energy in this to sustain me for what I'm doing? And making really, really intentional choices about food. And it's something that I talk about quite a lot. And I guess a really good check-in question for you here is, am I being really reactive with my food right now? Or am I being really proactive with my food right now? And how much is the ratio of being proactive versus being reactive around food? I think that a lot of the times, unless we're being really intentional, we look at that and we think, gosh, yeah, like 75% of my food choices are actually really reactive and I've not made the decision to eat those foods. It's just kind of happened because of XYZ emergency. And the reason that I bring that up is because this very much mirrors life. Now, you know, I always say that what is going on with your relationship with food is probably mirroring what is going on with your life. So if you are someone who's like, oh my gosh, yeah, totally. My whole day is basically just full of reactive eating and I'm eating as a response to not planning or I'm eating as a response to emotion or I'm eating as a response to stress or whatever it is, the chances are that you're probably feeling quite out of controlling your own life in general, right? Because what's going on in your plate is going on in your life always, always, always. And so this is a really good way to reconnect. And I think every few months, it's really helpful to just recheck in with yourself and ask, am I being reactive in my life with my food, with my health? Am I letting life happen to me? or am I trying to take control and I've got a preface here that obviously life is stressful right and I don't think we're ever going to be able to eliminate stressors because we're humans living in the western world everything is you know we we work long hours we have technology we have social media we have busy schedules we're trying to manage a million things at once always it's just western life so I think it's important to also give yourself grace but at the same time asking yourself what can I control versus what I what can I not control because I what I find often is that people are so busy worrying about what they can't control that even the things that they can control kind of fall to the wayside because they're like well I can't control this thing so I might as well not control everything and it comes back to that all or nothing mentality around food right or that all or nothing mentality around health or exercise so instead of really hyper fixating on the things that you cannot control really take stock of the difference between the things that you can control versus the things that you can't and this is a really helpful journal exercise that I continue to do to this day to be honest because I think when your brain is full of so many things you have to do all the time the never-ending list of chores and jobs and work stuff and relationship commitments and all of the things it just feels so overwhelming but if you can get down on paper list of things that I'm stressed about that I can't control xyz list it all down and then another list of things that I'm stressed about that I can control or things that I know that I need to prioritize that I can control and really start focusing on that list first and what you'll probably find is that you'll build up the resilience to deal with the things that you can't control and The way that I like to see stress and life is basically like a bucket. And I was talking to a client about this last night and I was like, oh, I need to um, put this in the next podcast episode because I think this visual is so, so helpful. I always learn best through analogies and picturing things. And so I always like to use them in client calls and podcast episodes and things like that. But if you can imagine your life to be like a bucket and every single time there is something stressful going on in your life, it's almost like you're drilling a hole into the bucket, right? So thinking, for example, about any sort of health issues you might be dealing with 
or things that are going on at work or with relationships or with the housework or whatever it is, think about that, drilling a hole into the bottom of your bucket every single time another one of those occurs and really thinking about how much water must be seeping out of the bottom of that bucket and your only option sometimes when we think about things that we can control versus things that we can't is instead of trying to shut off the inevitable and you know put our fingers over the little holes and be like maybe I can hold it together for a little bit longer if you can continue to fill the bucket from the top with more and more water so that you're building up more resilience to stress it really doesn't matter how much water is seeping out of the bucket because you're filling your cup up first you're giving yourself the tools that you need to be more resilient to the things that you can't control everything feels so much easier and I think sometimes when we're focusing on those little things that we can't control or maybe the big things we can't control right because sometimes they are big and it's just life happens and so I think sometimes when we're fixating on those it's literally like us trying to put our fingers over the little holes and be like come on water don't come out or taping it up knowing that it's really a band-aid solution whereas actually the things that we can control and nourishing ourselves enough to the point where we can become resilient to life stressors or at least manage it 10% better so we're not under so much stress feels so much easier. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but I know that a lot of women also struggle with this and a lot of my clients, a lot of women that I speak to on a daily basis where they are you know, the quote unquote fixers in their friendship groups or in their relationships or whatever else or in their work settings. And they are so busy trying to take care of everybody else. And of course, there are going to be some situations where you can't help that. You know, if you're a mum, you can't help the fact that your child is going to need taking care of and going to need feeding and all of those things. But I'm talking about the things, again, that we can control, right? So where in your relationships are you really over giving and over delivering and not setting boundaries where in your life are you trying to fix other people or trying to support other people when you really don't have the fuel in the tank yourself and if you are in a leadership position at work and people are looking up to you or at home and people are looking up to you then really considering the importance of setting the example of showing up for yourself and being a leader showing up for yourself with a full cup with self-confidence feeling good feeling energized being well slept and knowing that that is going to have a ripple effect on every single person that you come into contact with in your life one of the most amazing things that I love about the work that I do because I'm working a lot at the moment with other female business owners with other female leaders and one of the things that I absolutely love is the fact that they are coming to me and saying Sarah I know that to be a better leader I need to prioritize my health because my energy levels are getting in the way of my goals my energy levels are getting in the way of what I want to achieve in my life and how I'm showing up for myself, how I'm showing up in my career and how I'm showing up in my relationships and around others. And so I need to optimize my health so that I can do all of these things more effectively. And I think sometimes we play it the other way around where we're like, right, I'm going to achieve all of this with my career. I'm going to show up for everybody else. And then if I've got time, I'll take care of my health. And actually we need to be looking at it from the other perspective where it's like, when I show up for my health, when I'm at optimal health, when I'm functioning well, when I'm well fed, when I'm um, eating nutrient dense foods, when I'm sleeping well, when I'm well rested, when I'm moving my body, when I'm fixing the issues that I'm struggling with, like the amount of women 
that I know who are so passionate about their careers, so passionate about their work, but then there's two weeks out of the month where they feel absolutely rubbish because of their hormone imbalances, or maybe they're just constantly feeling bloated and sluggish. So they're really passionate about what they're doing and they really want to excel in it, but they feel like crap most of the time. And so 50, they're at 50% capacity rather than 100% feeling amazing and making the real impact that they want to make. And I think this is one of the most powerful things that I love about my work is that I know that when I'm working with another female leader, a mum, somebody who is working with other people in some capacity, the ripple effect of me working with them is huge because everybody that they come into contact with is also reaping the benefits of the work that they're doing on their own health. Honestly, it is so powerful to put your health at the top of the pecking order so that when all of these life situations come up, you're not firefighting with feeling crappy, feeling bloated, feeling really tired, the amount of clients that I've had come to me recently and say, you know, my health is really getting in the way of my life right now because I cannot sit through a meeting without feeling bloated and uncomfortable in my stomach. Um, I only feel myself for two weeks of my cycle. The rest of the time, I just feel completely overwhelmed with emotion, with tiredness, with symptoms that are really just getting in the way of me being able to show up in the way that I want to show up. And so when you prioritize your health, when you put that first, when you invest time and energy into your health, you'll naturally find that you deal with everything else so much easier and it fills up that bucket from the top end. And especially if you are a yes girl in your own life and you're saying yes to doing people favors, yes to overgiving to everybody else and showing up for other people and doing other people favors and going to events that you don't really want to go to or you're too tired for or whatever it is, this is going to be difficult, right? This is not hard work. And you know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it and everybody would be at optimal health. But the truth is that it takes a little bit of sacrifice and it takes setting boundaries, which feels really difficult. It really, really does. And it takes you getting really clear on what your value system is as well. Because for me, one of my biggest values is to feel healthy and to feel good and to have great energy so that I can show up in my work and my life and so if that's one of your values and you're like actually yeah I do want optimal health I do want to feel amazing I don't want to go around feeling like rubbish anymore then that value has to take precedence over everything else that you're you know everything else that you're doing including the people pleasing the showing up for other people more and everything else and that is a difficult process because it's basically you leveling up and saying no 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 I'm not here for this anymore I love you as a friend or whatever else but I need to show up for myself first and I don't have time to like firefight your situations for you when I'm struggling with my own health and it takes setting those boundaries and having difficult conversations which can be hard right and this is why sometimes getting support can be so helpful because it's someone fighting your corner and also finding people in your community that are also on the same journey so that you can lift each other up and support each other I think that since I have surrounded myself with people who really prioritize their health really prioritize um community but like really intentional relationships where it's give and get versus me being the fixer in all of my relationships it's become so much easier because everybody's on the same page and they're cheering you on so I think it really does take some evaluation of like what is causing me stress in my life who is causing me stress in my life how is that actually stopping me from feeling better from doing better what symptoms are getting in the way that I need to really work on so that I can show up to the things that are most important to me with ease and it not feels so difficult but that is a process that isn't easy 
And I don't know about you, but I was massively influenced by films like The Devil Wears Prada when I was younger. And I mean, I still love these films to this day. Legally Blonde is my all-time favourite. I watch it with Sage at least once a month whenever I'm feeling down. But I was very influenced by that kind of film when I was younger because you watch the girls and it's so glamorised to be stressed. It's so, so glamorised. You know, they wake up in the morning, they have half an almond for breakfast, then they are chugging down Starbucks coffee and they're running around like crazy people and they are being bitchy with the women in their offices because they want to advance in their careers and they're running around after their managers answering calls at god knows what time in the evening because they care more about their careers than they do themselves and we're really kind of taught to see that as glamorous and we're taught to see that as something to aspire to be when we're young women so I think we kind of get into that mentality of like I have to do it all and I have to have it all and the thing is you absolutely can have it all 100% but you can't have it all with crappy health when you're not showing up for yourself when you're not setting boundaries when you're not prioritizing sleep and feeling good that devil wears Prada girl boss stress that we see on the tv is not sustainable it leads to burnout it leads to adrenal fatigue it leads to hormonal imbalances It leads to bloating and constipation and just overall poor gut health and so many other symptoms when you are burning yourself through the ground, absolutely depleting yourself of minerals, depleting yourself of nutrients. And it's all really glamorized, isn't it? So then we grow up believing that the busier we are, the better, the more we're running ourselves into the ground, the better. And then we, of course, end up experiencing all of these symptoms, which is completely inevitable when you're just running on stress the whole time. I'm a huge believer in the fact that you can have it all. You really, really can. I believe that you can have a thriving business, that you can have a great home life, that you can have a great relationship, that you can have optimal health all at once. I firmly do believe that, but I don't believe that you can have it while your boundaries aren't intact, while you're not taking care of your own headspace, while you're not putting yourself first. I'm really reevaluating where you're putting your energy. Where are you allowing people into your space? Where are you not setting boundaries and all of those things? I think it's so, so important to protect your energy first. And it's also important not to try and just like overhaul your whole life straight away because that's gonna be also really, really difficult. So starting by tiny little things that you can do. And I guess this would be something amazing to journal on after this podcast episode is first of all, what is going on with my stress bucket right now? How many holes have I got in my stress bucket and how many things am I putting through the top to support myself with enough of the resiliency to deal with those things? What can I control versus what can't I control? And what are some micro steps that I can take today to step into this identity of me being a leader in my life, me being a leader in my space and what I need to do to to really show up as that so that I can be the example so that I can and one of the things that I always say to my clients is be the light right because I think we oftentimes we will go on this journey of personal growth and finding health and being you know trying to make better choices for ourselves and feeling better and being more conscious and being more aware and then we're like well how how do I Um, support the people in my life to do the same thing and you can't you can't make someone ready before they are 
your only option is to be the light, is to be the example. And I think as female leaders, we're kind of naturally doing that anyway. So it's about asking yourself, how? How am I doing that right now? And am I happy with that? And is this the way that I want to be showing up for myself? So I really hope that this was a helpful episode for you, that you found it inspiring, motivational, and I thought that it had been quite a while since we've done a podcast episode where we really talk about kind of checking in with yourself, what are you journaling on recently, is there anything that you need to have a think about, is there anything you need to sift through, especially as we, how are we in May already by the way, like how, 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 how? Um, and so I'm having a lot of conversations with people recently about the fact that oh my gosh at the new year I made the decision that I was going to really prioritize my health and I'm in May and I haven't done it yet and oh my gosh and so there's a lot of things here that you can you can start to really focus on and get intentional about so that you know how you can move forward in your own health and in your own life and yeah I hope it was helpful as always if you found it helpful drop me a message on Instagram let me know and if you would like to find out more about working with me one-on-one and me walking you through this process step-by-step, the details to do that are in the show notes. So there's a link to my website where you can have a look a little bit more around what the program entails and the um, type of work that I do with clients, whether it be hormone health, gut health, relationship with food, but you'll also be able to book in a free discovery call to find out if we'd be a good fit to work together. So drop me a message. Let me know if you've got any questions and I will look forward to chatting with you next week.